Hello, Clicks fans. Welcome to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your host, Hunter Smith. With me today are the usual suspects, Drew and Austin. But we also have a special guest, host of the Starting Over podcast, Edward Shelton, also known as Dark Logos. Uh, his podcast can be found on YouTube. It, is there anywhere else you can find it, Edward? Uh, no, I, I just keep it on YouTube because uh, iTunes is up there and you have to have someone uh, that will host your file. Yeah. I, it is a pain in the butt. <laughs> I, in fact, I would like to set ours up to be on YouTube too. But uh, you can uh, you can catch Edward's podcast on YouTube. He's got ton what over seventy episodes now. Yeah, uh, episode seventy-seven up Friday. So yeah. Um, and uh, Edward uh, is a very knowledgeable person. From watching his videos, I was very impressed. Uh, with his knowledge of the game, it's pretty obvious you've been playing for a long time. How exactly? How long have you been playing? one thing I've been there's been a lot of new players uh, asking us you know advice for their their first tournament their first big tournaments and we had a we have a couple of new players at our venue too uh, and they they've been asking me advice and that's my number one thing is don't be discouraged when you get your ass kicked the first few times you will get your ass kicked because it's, it's it's just part of it and it, you get better through playing clicks especially is one of those games that it's so much of a, a time, like, it just takes time is is the number one thing. It takes time to get better at the game little by little. And uh, I, we all got our butts kicked when we first started. It's kind of, a, now it's like an initiation, right? It's like a hazing type thing. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> um, so, were you a big comics, are you a big comics fan? Like, for you, is it more... You love the game of Hero Clicks, and it's nice that comics are in it. Or is it more like you just love comics characters, and that kind of is your main love of the game? See, and, and this is 
sort of weird. Like when City of Heroes was up and popping and, and good to go, like that was my fix for superheroes. Like I, I love comics. I, I read comics. I I would say being the child of the eighties and nineties, you know, the X Men cartoon show. Yeah. Um, some of the earlier crappy Avengers cartoon show. Uh, what was it? The Fantastic Four and. Uh, it was like Fantastic Four, Iron Man, or Spider-Man. Like, those, those were, you know, your stuff, you know. Uh, and so, I, I read comics. I read, I was a hardcore, you know, Marvel zombie, if you want to call it that. Um, then, I got into, later, because of Justice League, um, cartoon show on Cartoon Network, just how good that was. That got me into DC. Um, so, I started reading uh, the the technically like the late 90s uh, early 2000s reboot of JLA I read that like that was some good stuff uh, uh, and I I got into Green Lantern when they rebooted it um, uh, officially rebooted it not like the new 52 BS that they have now but like when, uh, they, when Jeff Johns yeah, took over yeah yeah like it was just four lanterns it yeah. was uh, Kyle Kilowog uh, John Stewart and Hal, yeah. and they fought like Sinestro. Like that was the best, uh, one of the best Green Lantern story I've ever read. Um, but uh, I, I, my main things was uh, Black. Actually, that was a couple years ago. Black Panther until they they closed over his book real bad and then canceled it. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted the Black Panther book, but uh, due to uh, financial concerns. Yeah, I was talking, I can't remember, I was talking to somebody this past week when we were playing Clicks and we were talking about Black Panther and I and I was like, you know, they sh- Brubaker should get thrown on Black Panther because, I mean, they just took him off cap and I know he's kind of taken a hiatus from writing comics, but they need a new Black Panther series and I think he'd be great. Like, I, I think he'd be a good writer. You need, like, just the, the character development and the kind of down-to-earth aspect and and if, I think Brubaker would be really good on If Stan Lee's to be believed in a Black Panther movie's in the works, I think they'll probably set up a comic with well, him. Well, if there's a Black Panther movie coming out, there's no way they won't do some, some runs of the yeah. comic. Um, they're going to do a comic book. I, I think the biggest thing that they did to screw over Black Panther is have them get divorced from Storm during the AVX, or technically the Nome. And I thought, this is some, this is, you know, this is dumb. And it, it just added a whole bunch of negative connotations that I felt that didn't need to be there. It's like, oh, the Phoenix Force, strong enough to break up, you know, Black Panther and Storm. Forget invasion. Forget, you know, people plotting to kill them and overthrow the world. And you know, just the fact that the Phoenix Force has came back. That's, that's, that's why they, they had to get divorced. That was bad. Yeah, and they didn't even they didn't even make a big deal about it either. They just kind of were like, "Yep, they're divorced. They're on each side, and that's the end of it." Like, you know what I mean? Like when yeah, the and, and go ahead. It's a cultural element too. Like, like within African culture, I'm not saying African American culture. I'm talking like an African culture. There, it's not just like nothing divorce happens and we sort of move on like that. That's more American Western thing. Like. It's like, oh my gosh, you're just abandoning like the roots of of all of this background rich story that you have here because you think it's more sexy that Stan 
know, cops around the universe, you know, sleeping with whoever mega super powerful person comes along before. Yeah. No, no, like, Storm has dated, like, uh, Dracula, like, like a couple of people that have dated Earth. Like, if you read the street, X-Men wanted to date Storm. Like, some dimensional beings, beings wanted to date Storm. that world wolverine has been getting it on with her here in the last few uh weeks in uh <laughs> in uncanny x-men a couple times um God. what are some of your favorite pieces to play even i mean even going back to the very beginning what would you say are like maybe like your top five? Oh. Oh, <laughs> i know that, that's a that, that's like the toughest question you can ask any clicks player but Target. Go to Target. I was the 
they did kind of uh, mess up the release on on Iron Man 3, I remember, because yeah, our, our local group was making a big deal about it. We had so many people that were out looking for it, and we would, like, message each other, like, oh, this place has it, but it, we have two local targets, and uh, it was a it was a good month bef- after the set was released before they were actually, like, could easily be found in the, in the stores, and even then, they sold out super quick. Um, I think, which, which War Machine do you like the best? I still like the free comic book day one the best. <laughs> if I had to say, like, just for p- uh, putting on a team, because I have it, I can sort of lord it over some of my friends, is the vet uh, order from Armor Wars, uh, because he was so dang hard to get. And back in the day when all you needed for Thunderbolts was the Avenger uh, team symbol, he was hella broke. I imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now he's okay. Uh, I would say, like, the close number two. I still need to bust him out. He does look pretty good. He's 220, but he's so good. Um, so in your last two episodes of your podcast, well, I guess I shouldn't say the last two because you just put one out uh, a couple days ago that I was just watching this morning. Well, the last night, that's a different story. My, my audacity crashed. Like, I record on, like, a Monday or a Tuesday. Uh-huh. The two episodes before this most recent one, you you were bringing up some excellent points about the current meta, and and specifically you had one episode on Spiral and Shatterstar. Yeah. And the main reason that I have you on today is to weigh in on our main topic, which is the HeroClix watch list, which I'm sure by now you're familiar with. Yes, dum dum dum. Yeah. So, I, I want to start off by asking your opinion, um of the watch list in the first place like if you think it's a good a good idea for the game or if it's actually going to hurt the game because i've seen people actually try to argue either way i was wondering your opinion first before we start on each individual piece on there is it good for the game or bad Like people don't realize that. Like a lot of our 
situations with, with certain people out of it is because Wiz Kids create so much stuff and their playtesting and production stream is not refined, what it's going to do is there's some things that design or playtesters or X, Y, and Z people involved making the, the invisible softness that we call hero clicks. Things that is going into the grinder is not going into the grinder. If, if you're supposed to have this, this lovely pork beef sausage and no one puts pig inside, I'm sorry, <laughs> you do not have delicious pork beef sausage. You know, you just have a beef sausage. And that, that's what's going on. There's elements that one hand isn't talking to the other hand, isn't talking to the foot, isn't talking to the mouth. And uh, because of that, they're going to fix some things and they're going to make some things worse. And, and I know for a fact uh, of one thing in particular, they don't call former world champions to come to play test. They, yeah. they, they talk to them during design. They don't call them the play test afterward. So that, that says a lot, in my opinion, where other games like Yu-Gi-Oh, like Magic, yeah. uh, like freaking when I was playing uh, Virtual Body System, past world champions had at least a conversation with game design now and then, and that's not with your equipment. Yeah, Matt, I was going to say Magic's big about that. Um, pro tours or pro tour winners basically just hang out at Wizards all the time, and they're constantly testing new stuff. They're constantly talking about stuff um, because they've had issues in the past with pro with pros leaking stuff. Actually, um, but I, I fully agree there. Um, WizKids really drops the ball on their playtest in general, and they need to bring in more meta players that understand and can comprehend what pieces are going to be problem pieces. I think you brought up a, a good point accidentally too. It's kind of triggered in my mind is. They're putting sets out so quick that they're, it's impossible for them to be able to playtest this stuff properly. I mean, they're cranking out. I mean, you look at all the upcoming CTD sets that are just coming between yeah. now and Christmas, and then plus the Invincible Iron Man and all these other starters and stuff. It's like, they're, I mean, it's good and bad. Like, we can't, playing multiple times a week, you still can't keep up, or yeah, you still can't play like all the pieces that you need to play. You know, um, and I don't see how they possibly have enough time to be playtesting and getting all these interactions with the current meta. You know, I just—it's it, what you said. It's they don't have the people on there. Like they don't have enough playtesters, and they're not doing playtesting the way they're supposed to be. And they're cranking out too much product too fast. So. Well, and see, and, and this is uh, uh, goes into one of the bigger problems that I would say when kids came back uh, to being in our lives again from the, the grand hiatus is they, they came to us in uh, he said the following thing. He's like, okay, is it okay that we reuse sculpts as long as we put different dials on there? And everyone was like, yeah, just not super rares and chases because they need to maintain their value. But anything else, feel free to, to reuse the skull. So they did, and now we complain about it. Okay, the next thing that uh, we, we as Zoran came to us and said, hey, uh, how many sets a year do you think is really good you know, for your purchasing? And we, we were like, as long as you put it out there, we will throw money at it. 
knowing what they were thinking and they asked us questions and they thought that they were catering to what we actually want right so, yeah and i feel i feel bad like complaining that i feel bad complaining we have too many sets coming out like it is a good thing but but again i i think it does they're making it harder on themselves to play test when they're cranking out so much stuff and players i mean there's it's not possible to play you know the majority of these pieces before yeah. the next sets come out it's just not what, possible what they could do is like with magic they send a master list or an entire book of all the cards they just released they could send it to you know past world champions or something and say hey do you think this is broken or hey do you think this will break the game um well here's here's the problem with that okay and and i was i was involved with uh play testing with uh dan this year uh before gen con is this okay if you said two months before gen con what was going to win gen con no one would have said ghost rider actually like three months three months no one would have said ghost rider no one would have said brother voodoo um Everyone would have said team basis, okay? We had a meta that was morphing due to the extreme reality of team basis. Then Heroes for Hire gets dropped. Uh, then GCPD gets dropped, ATA. Um, and, and all this stuff comes out. And then everything changes. And when I talked uh, to MB Perk, he said, oh, yeah, we had the ATA's design before team dial, which lets me know that everything that we're looking at in the meta, we're trying to reverse engineer of like, well, what's this kid's thinking? And they're like, we see downfield. And so it puts us at a disadvantage because they have a, a grand Illuminati sort of plan to, to rule hero clicks, and we're sitting here trying to figure <laughs> out what the heck is going on. It's accurate. It, yeah, it, it makes it so that we're not in a, a situation where I, I would say there's some mutual trust let alone, I, I don't want to use the word lack of respect, but I think both sides sort of think the other side is sort of stupid. Okay, I, mean, I think that's really what's sort of going on. If, if game design is like, why are doing this? And then the players are like, why is game design making that? Don't they know I'm going to do this? So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I personally, I think it's a good thing for the game. I don't, I don't see how it can necessarily be bad unless they overdo it. But I think most of these things, a very slight tone down on all of them, are not on all of them, but on the main ones, just a very slight change here or there can make a world of difference and make enough of a difference where it's not going to make that piece that you, you know, some people's arguments are, oh, I saved up 50 bucks to get this Justice League team base and now you're going to make it worse. It's like, very slight changes will still make the piece a great piece, but not make it where you have no fun playing the game when you play against it or with it, for that matter. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's. I don't see how it can be bad for the game unless they overdo it. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to go through each item, um, first discussing if it even needs to be changed at all, in our opinion. And if so, how should it be changed? What is the main thing about this this item on the watch list that makes it quote unquote broken in the first place? Um, the first thing that's listed is team bases, specifically the working together ability. 
Um, I will say if I don't think they should ban anything period i think banning is a little bit bad for the game when they especially when yeah. they have the whole errata system because then it kind of negates the point of playtesting to a point because they'll just ban anything that doesn't end up like so they wanna. i think if they do end up banning anything i can foresee it being team bases but i like as far as you know worlds they can say you know no team bases or golden age they can say no team bases or whatever like kind of like they did you know no tactics but I, I don't see them banning anything, but if they do, I would think the one thing they might ban would be team bases. But I think some kind of nerf, they, they specifically list working together as the thing that they're looking at. It, yeah. A, a slight I, nerf. I, I, I would, Go ahead, sorry. I, I, I would say this, and, and this is from the other side of it of that we have to consider too. Whatever nerf that they put in place still has to make the the mechanic or the idea of buying blind product profitable for both the store and WizKids. Exactly. Pocket, really, they don't care about that as much. Okay. But it, it really comes down to it being profitable for WizKids and for the store owners. Because the store owners are the ones that complained after GSX that they couldn't move super boosters. Okay. And so some people might be saying, well, oh, look, they came out with these new mechanics and it was to, to make sure that they were OP and then tone them down. And no, the, the main purpose was to sell boosters so that, the, you know, the stores would stop getting on their back. So I, I look at them fixing, working together. I don't see them ever banning team bases because that's going to cost them money. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's the sad truth of it. Uh, of, the most balanced thing I would I've, I've sort of brainstormed with a couple of people is you can't use working together if you use solo adventure and if you use working together uh, you get minus one attack and damage for uh, each additional attack you do up to the rule of three minimum one damage um, that way it's in scale with multi-attack you can still do six crazy attacks or have solo adventure and like heal up your Superman to fool or your Batman to fool or whatever and keep that shenanigan in place. Um, and, and you can do a bazillion attacks, but each attack that you do is less attack, less damage. So that it's still in line with multi-attack, it's still in line with dual attack, it's still in line with transport. The I, way it is now, it just doesn't have any penalties. I completely agree, especially on your part about... Um, being able to use working together during, or sorry, being able to use solo adventure during working together. I think, you know, at first when Team Bases first came out, I had the whole, I was looking at it from the aspect of making this many attacks with no negatives, like, you know, the negative to multi-attack and the negative to duo attack is crazy. Mm -hmm. But then as, as you play them and you play against them, you realize that solo adventure is just as good, if not the main thing, that is making the team bases be so strong. You know what I mean? Like, popping that extra, getting those extra points and giving you so many options, you know, you have all these, your team base is basically a Swiss army knife and each little piece on it, you know, whichever piece you need for the situation, you're going to pop off of there. And it's just, I, I agree with you. I think they need to make uh, working to, either they need to make working together a double power action or they need to make solo adventure not be able to be part of the working together. I, I think you hit it on the um, head with that. Yeah, and, and here's one of the biggest things where WizKids started to shoot themselves in the foot. And I think, I, I don't know, Ultron from is the first one to do it. Uh, 
able to bring characters from outside of the game into the game and increasing your force cost. Um, when they introduced that mechanic, I think that was one of the, like, no, dog, y'all messed up. Like, y'all, you shouldn't have done that because the, the biggest problem with team bases is all of a sudden I have, hypothetically, a 600-point full-dial team base and it's a thousand point game and I have of course all my fodder to pimp out my team base. But once I can say, oh yeah, in that thousand point game I pull off a 200 point gladiator, then a 100 point uh, war star and, and hussar uh, with my Shi'ar team base. Oh, oh, okay, so now I've added an uh, extra 400 or uh, almost 500 points yeah. to my point force and it's like oh yeah yeah that 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 just gave me an extra what 11 12 damage to throw out and i can still be crazy good with my team takes that doesn't make sense yeah yeah that's the main thing that they're gonna this is the one thing on the watch list this and heroes for hired that i definitely see a change coming on both of them to be honest yeah even spiral i can slightly overlook more than i can working together and heroes for hire but um, let's move on to Spiral. And first, do you think that a change even needs to be made um, on Spiral at all? I I will say this: is if the if the designers would actually man up and say, you know what, we do design for three hundred, but we can make some countermeasures for above three hundred, then I would be fine with Spiral. Um, for the pure fact that game design still doesn't think and has a set point point formula that scales properly upward to a thousand points sort of makes me like want to slap them some days. <laughs> uh, Spiral, I think Spiral's biggest problem is the way she is now, she's only going to be good in a mystical team um, because Robot doesn't have the, the force to really help her out. And because we're in the, uh, look, I have plus 18 to map uh, and I can hit you and kill your entire team in the first turn type meta, she isn't top meta like people are saying she is. Yeah. She's like B-plus meta. Really good if you're playing average people that yeah. are playing like normal teams. But if you're playing other people with meta teams, she's <laughs> not that good. Um, I think she was there to solve turtling and with a couple of my conversations, she was there to make melee overcome the, their shortcomings of being shot down on their way to engage. And so I, I, I have other thoughts in my head of like how to fix melee, but that's a, a conversation for another time. But I, I, I think with Spiral, what they need to say is this. Give Spiral a double power action in which she can open up the portals. Characters of either, say, characters of her point value or less can go through, or you can say... Uh, characters of any point value can go through her range or her portals is like eight in line of fire. So that way, if someone TKs out spiral and then she does portals, yeah, the portal's still going to be on the other end of the map. But, you know, some people have to run up and go through the portal and, you know, it's not going to be turn one, let me take my team from my starting area and be on your starting area, you know, sort of thing. Having played against Spiral, I think my biggest issue with her isn't that she's a meta piece per se, 
My issue with her is that she's a degrading piece to local metas. Yeah. Um, she's highly unfun to play against is my problem. Um, you get someone with a really strong hypersonic piece on the end of that portal, and they throw you on, let's say, Realm of Death. They just keep moving the portal up and hypersonic punching you every turn over and over, and it really isn't fun to play against. I do. She definitely does get exponentially better as the point cost of your as the as the point build goes up. And like we we said when they first spoiled her, everybody was the the freaking Heroclix Holocaust was happening on HC Realms, <laughs> and and I think we kind of preemptively. We call. I mean, I said I think she's too expensive to be on the winning team at Gen Con. She's in the three hundred point meta, but as it goes up, as the point cost point build goes up, she is a huge problem. Um, other, she definitely needs a slight fix to her portal trade. I mean, I think we all we all, we all are in agreement yeah. on that. Yep. Other than the obvious, um, make the. Portals have to be within some, you know, within her movement value or something like that. Um, a guy on Reddit I was chatting with, and he brought up a good point. You could make it to where when people go through the portal, they can only take a movement through the portal, where they can't take a power action like a charge or a running shot or a hypersonic or something like that. Hey, and I just come back and it's like, hey, guess what? I have Lex Luthor, I have Quasar, and I hose you. Like, right. That's 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 the problem. I, if 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 you said I can go through the portal and then I can make no other actions, then yeah. And and then people would use it a lot more tactically. They wouldn't be using it to spawn right on top of you. The other thing comes in is uh, I already I think I already did a show um, and I and I said like, look, you use the cop car with the GCP ATA. You can move four squares through the portal, get in, spawn hit who you want to hit, go back onto the portal thing, spawn on the other side, and then be in position off of, out of the portal uh, area for another car to go through and do the exact same thing. Right. And, and you'll never take a power action with your cop cars the entire game. And, and that's where it becomes frustrating is we want to say like, oh, we limited to move. If it wasn't for the fact that they gave damage abilities to move action. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whenever I, I would fully agree with it. My argument to that was Lex. That was the first thing that triggered my mind. Is well, Lex could, would still be able to go right through, and then boom. Um, yeah, some something to where you know, or maybe once you, I don't know, that wouldn't work either. I was gonna say once you move through the portal, your movement stops or something like that. But yeah, it definitely needs to be cut down as far as how far she can reach and then some other stipulation needs to be put on it but that's that one definitely i think does need fixed it's still i still think currently with the pieces we have though she she's not going to affect the meta as much as everybody is worried about as far as 300 points um moving on to heroes for hire which is a huge one um honestly the only thing that I don't know. Here's for hire. When I look at that on this list, it's one of the hardest ones for me to say to give suggestions on how to fix it. The simple answer to me would be make it more more expensive, because I don't think in and of itself it's a horrible idea for it. ATA. I think it's a good ATA, and I think that the majority of the pieces it goes on, it's a fair ATA. But it's just 
I just, in my opinion, it's just so under-costed. Eight points to do an extra six damage, you know. And, and in, it in conjunction with the prep time is, is the big issue. Yeah. Whether you're using Iron Fist or Ghost Rider or whoever they put out with Heroes for Hire, I think. It's the combination of the two. And that's one point to to bring up while we're talking about this is it'll be interesting to see if one of these things gets changed how much it's really going to affect the rest of the things on the list because a lot of these go hand in hand you know one of the you know what i mean like they go hand in hand so much brother voodoo and heroes for that changing one of them it can really yeah brother voodoo and heroes for hire i mean if you change heroes for hire brother voodoo definitely doesn't need to be changed in my opinion i don't think he needs to be changed anyways but what were you saying Um, I was going to say that, like, with Heroes for Hire, I feel like a point increase, though, isn't going to fix the meta problem, necessarily. Because you're only either, unless you're playing, like, a Brother Voodoo Ghost Rider team or something like that, really, you're only slapping it on one character. Um, I think, honestly, they're going to end up having to change it mechanically. Either the free actions will have to be limited to just attacks of some sort, or something, just to help lock it down a little bit. Make it, like... A regular close combat attack or range action, instead range of attack, instead of just yeah. an action. What do you think, Edward? I I I sort of was crying when they put this on here, but I also <laughs> knew it was necessary because I love me some Pauline Wing and Misty Knight duo. Oh, and yeah. when they showed that they're pretty much like, oh, here's our new ATAs. I said on my show, I'm like, just wait, someone's going to break this so bad, and. And it happened, but it wasn't with the figure I thought it was. It, was, it happened with Ghost Rider. I thought it was going to be Colleen Wing and Misty Knight. Um, I think really what probably should go on is if, if you sort of look at like Heroes for Hire and how they operate, their mercenaries sort of speak, and there should be something a little bit more thematic of that. And maybe even sort of showing like, hey, when Misty Knight got more in charge of how more organized it can become. Uh, I, I would see. I, I would like to see something more representing that uh, instead of "Hey, we just needed a mechanic. Let me just slap a name on here, and there, here's this mechanic, and this group just randomly gets it." Um, I, I think if one or two things need to happen, I think if they're going to let it stay the way it is, it has to have one caveat, and that caveat has to be um, this team ability can only be used if you have uh, two action tokens. Or this team ability can only be used if you have one action token and pushing damage cannot be ignored. Uh, then, then there would be some downsides to it. And so if you did have the belt, you, it wouldn't matter. You would still take pushing damage. So there's there's a, a disadvantage for being able to do two attacks in one turn or being able to do an attack when you have multiple action tokens. I mean, just like uh, Masters of Evil. Like, they can keep pushing, but there's a penalty. is unavoidable pushing damage. Right. Um, so, we just mentioned the utility belt. The utility belt is on here, but specifically it lists the prep time special power. Now, this is a hard one for me to judge, personally, yeah. whether it needs changed or not. I remember when No Man's Land started, and everybody started realizing how good prep time was, whether you're putting it on Flurry or whether you're putting it on whoever carrying them over with the bat cycle or however you want to do it i mean that was kind of the the start in my mind of the meta turning into alpha strike so so heavily um that and barda they kind of came hand in hand and that was 
I mean, hurt. You know, you had the you had prep time, and you had the uh, the also in the same set, kind of in the same week or two, come out of her being able to get all the way across the map. And you know, we we had tactics slight. You, we had one or two tactics like that that could get you across the map and do massive damage before that. But I feel like those two were just so heavily played and so such good primary examples of that. That that was the first time that the meta started leaning. You know, that was the beginning. Cape Crusader too. Uh, well, and, and here's the thing, though. Like when you talk about someone getting across the map, it was freaking Cape Crusader as well. Yep. That was getting across oh the God. map because you were getting that Oracle. Once that Oracle came out uh, from that Fast Forces, there was nothing stopping Cape Crusader from getting to the other side of the map, popping you really hard with the utility belt, and then you know swipping back to the the starting area and. What made everything worse, like after Barda and the utility belt buildings came out, was when they said, Hey guys, you love that Cape Crusader, right? Here, let's make everybody Cape Crusader by using the fat signal. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so so they, they, they created a whole different other problem um, with the Alpha Strike thing. Because again, it, it was all meant to stop the stalling of the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. Which, if, 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 if we look back, and, and, we're, and, and somebody like 15 years from now is like, how did Hero Clicks F up? They're like, Infinity Gauntlet. And that's the start <laughs> of all this other crap. You're ab- if, if we really look at it. <laughs> You're absolutely right, because that was when we first started playing at, yeah. in, in actual venues, was Infinity Gauntlet in it was my biggest complaint. I would bitch every week how slow the games were and how much it slowed yep. the game down because you would just sit in your starting area and Go spin ahead. all day. And it's it was slowing it down so much it was making the game boring, you know? And and I feel like it's obvious that all these additions since the Infinity Gauntlet were ways to try to remedy that, but they just kind of went a little bit too overboard. Because now when you look... I mean, give me the choice of a team... Uh, when I'm building a team and I have my options of resources now, the Infinity Gauntlet is actually at the bottom of my list. I'll take the belt or the Book of Skull over the Infinity Gauntlet any day. Yeah. Um, I feel like they may have overshot it a little bit. What are you going to say, Austin? Um, I My biggest issue with the belt, I think, is I've played the belt some days without prep time and used it for its objects, used it for its little tricks and everything. And had an absolute blast with that damn thing. Gas pellets are the bomb. Oh, I know. I don't know why nobody uses them. Like, between the grapnel guns and everything, like, just taking advantage of the belt for the objects is really fun, actually. And it it gives some pieces utility that don't have it normally. I love the belt like that. But when people started using prep time and started slapping the plus two and just charging out for an alpha, it really just drained the fun of the belt for me because that's all it became was a stat stick. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know, and we'll see what Edward has to think because he's a little bit more intelligent than I. But I don't know that prep time really needs changed, especially if they change some of these other things on this list. What do you think, Edward? I here's here's the problem, and I said this last year, as not this last past one, but the one before 2012. I said they gave out stats like stat mods like candy. Bingo. And if you look at last year's Gen Con, and, and I, Alex and I, and actually, you know what, I think this is a point where I disagree with all the previous world champions that I've talked to, is this. I think two, I think the stat mod element that we have in our game is bad. And I think we overlook it because... 
one. Then I have the Affinity Gauntlet so that I can get a plus one and possibly a plus two of everything. And if you look at what you had to do with each to even get close to that, you would need a huge pit crew plus brilliant tactician with a super perplexer. Heck, you might need two super perplexers. You couldn't fit that in 300 points. And, and then it just said, hey, do you like this character? Slap an Infendi gauntlet on top of it. And then it's usable. Yeah, this is great. And, <laughs> it, you know, it, instead of good game design and making all pieces sort of usable, just 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 slap that Infendi gauntlet on there. It makes everything awesome. But sort of going back to prep time, I think prep time has to go. Because if, if you look at the uh, dials, you can you have a chance of landing on plus two really easily throughout the dial. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the fact you can pick Flurry so easily. Like Flurry is on click thirteen, which means that if you just normally play through it, you would get to Flurry about mid game. Or there's a chance that you would pass over Flurry. And and I think if prep time goes, then Ghost Rider's ability to be crazy good and a couple other characters, even Barda, uh, for, for being crazy good. It, it goes away. It takes a lot of the wind out of the sails of melee pieces, though. What do you think? they were depending on Flurry. What if they just changed it to plus ones? What do, what do you think about that? Like, still leaving the powers on, but just doing plus ones instead of plus twos? Uh, if, if they said, hey, no more plus two, I still don't think it's going to fix anything, because... Uh, of the pure fact of um, what's that uh, Pseudosaurus yeah Pseudosaurus giving you super strength it, it says hey man I place that here heavy wherever the heck I want to because once I I go through that hell gate that Spiral created I'm going to pick up that heavy and smash you so it's it's the fact that the Pseudosaurus gives you an additional chance for more stat mod. yeah that's and I think true. that's that's the problem um, if, if they errat the Pseudosaurus and say, no, no super strength for you, you just get Battle Fury, then, then a whole lot of things change. Then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Just just make sure it's all plus one, random stats, or you can even say, hey, keep the plus two on there, pick one stat that gets plus two. Somebody, um, have plus two. sorry, somebody on Reddit brought up a good point, um, another possible fix for it, although it's a little convoluted, but... They were saying maybe after you use prep time, or if you use prep time, you can't be carried or placed by TK and things like that. Like that would help slow it down a little bit, but still, the the plus twos is just so much. Yeah. Yeah, and and but here's here's our problem: is this if the moment that we say, "Hey guys, let's solve for not being, you know, not creating a situation where crazy mobility is able to be combined with offense," then game design says, "You know what?" That's a, that's a good rule, but guess what? To sell some more packs, F all that, son. We made this one figure that just ignores that rule. And to, to quote Robbie Zacharias, the guy I listened to, he said, if you tear down the fences, you have to ask yourself, why were the fences there in the first place? And I think that's the problem game design is having right now, is they haven't asked themselves, hmm, why did we put these rules in, in the game for the first place? Because in all honesty, if they got rid of no action after taxi, all of us, all our mobility issues are gone. All, all our issues that we're having in the meta are gone. Because then all those cheap, high-movement guys 
all that stat mods and turtling and everything else is gone. Team bases, uh, uh, mobility issue, it's, it's non-issue anymore because I can get to mid to, to the other end of the map and shoot you in turn two. Everyone can. Right. <laughs> so, but that's a, that's a different story. I'm, I'm derailing your show. I'm sorry. Let's, no, no, let's you're fine. Back. <laughs> you're ab- I mean, that's an excellent point it is a lot of these things team bases in general like you said they take away the whole fact the whole fact of them putting those things in place so that you couldn't cross the entire map and then now they're just putting in pieces that do it easily so I mean that's an excellent point what were you going to say Austin? well I was going to say Drew's got a point over here okay so he's right though stat bonuses have like made the game more dull I mean look at Fear itself a prime example of where they have gone way too far with stat bonuses it's you roll a dice and you got a ninety percent chance of what dating roll. <laughs> I mean, it is funny because we play six hundred. We play double fear itself, and we play like. I mean, you can do six hundred point matches, and they're over in twenty five minutes it's, because nobody misses an attack. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Austin? Um, I was gonna say, and it, this whole bit reminds me of why I do like the Book of Skulls. Um, because you don't stay on the values, you have to be smart when you do have them. Um, but I think the problem is free action. Partially, I think free actions should trigger um, flip and prep time. I think that that would help at least if they're not going to get rid of prep time entirely, which I'd be completely fine with. That's actually what I want them to do. Um, if free actions caused you to roll the belt as much as power actions to a point, I think that would help change things too, or just an attack in general would. Because then that, all that's this- a good point. But here's the problem with that. If I said if I was able to have a chance of spinning that dial twice in the turn or more than twice in the turn because there are characters with they're able to do multiple free actions, That's here's true. what I would say: the ability to say I stop on uh, the special powers has to be gone. I agree. Like anything that would, would cause it to stop, that has to be gone. So and and even if you says, hey, I landed on a stat mob here, here I'm going to use perplexed. Oh, I landed on plus two. Now I'm really awesome. Yeah. Like, I, I can see that new scary world coming, too, but at the same time, just saying, like, oh, I did a free attack, then, yeah, you know, stat mod, I mean, not stat mods, uh, spin that dial. Go ahead and do that. Um, but you have a wording issue because, like, flurry. Flurry is a free, is, is a, is a free action that allows you to do, like, an additional melee attack. So with flurry kick in, you know, and, and it, it becomes a lot of rules hassling that, it sounds like great for us because it's like, yeah, that that stops that that crazy BS. But from you know game design's perspective, we're like, man, this is super complicated. And uh, I would give them credit while they're trying at times, quote unquote, to keep things simple. <laughs> um, it, I, I, I said trying. I didn't say they were achieving it. I said trying. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so, sometimes them trying. Actually makes things worse, but anyway. Yeah, I fully agree. Though the flurry problem is a big one. Um, it it's just overall, I think prep time. Prep time just I would be fine with it dropped. It would bring the belt to where I want it. It would make it worth its point still, and it would still be a fun piece to play without being a requirement. Um, bringing up the flurry thing, it kind of reminded me they uh, had. I'm sure you saw it. They ruled that. Basically now, used to be if you had Flurry, and let's say for example you're hitting a Mystic's opponent, if you 
with the first attack getting knocked off of Mystics, you know you would no longer get to do your second attack of Flurry. And same with Hypersonic Speed. If you moved in and then hit and then lost it, you would no longer get it. But now they've ruled that you will continue to use the action that you had started. Um, in addition to any powers that you get, it will show up on the on the dial after that. However, you use the numbers from the click that you're on. Yeah. Just a quick note for everybody listening. Uh, There's there's another thing that got changed. Um, just this week that I wanted to real quick add in here for our listeners um, the dynamic duo from Batman 66 um, they have a defensive power they can use super senses when the dynamic duo is targeted by an attack increase the duo's defense value by the attacker's printed damage value this power can't be countered or ignored now the important part that this plays is the last sentence that says this power can't be countered or ignored used to be when you would pulse wave a character who had something like that um, like Brainiac has something has a defensive power similar to this um, they they would basically they would always rule that that character would not get super senses however they'd get the other part they would get yeah so basically now they're saying that pulse wave can't ignore the entire paragraph of that power every single facet of that power so it used to be if you had Let's say you had um, an, a defense ability that gave you impervious along with something else, and then at the end it would say it can't be ignored. They used to be you would just get this special thing, but you still would get no impervious, so you would take the damage. Now you would still get impervious. You get the entire defensive power, just which it, it makes total sense wording-wise. I'm not sure why it was the other way to begin with, but just a quick note for everybody so if you have a defensive power that says it can't be ignored that now applies to the entirety of that defensive power and not just one section unless it's unless it specifically says this part you know of it can't be ignored but that was an important note yeah. i wanted to throw in at some time i'm reading the orange uh, little commentary now and i'm like oh gosh that's gonna be an piece on the list is the GCPD ATA. And I'm going to let you go oh first because I'm biased on this because I'm a huge GCPD PD oh fan. Gosh. So I'll let you I, go first. The moment, the moment I saw this, I was like, Dude, did y'all not know about cop cars? <laughs> like, like, literally. Like, did, did someone hit you over the head and didn't tell you about how cop cars are? And, and then uh, when Gen Con came around in Golden Age, uh, the fact that you can perplex up the car's movement and that that affects the ATA. 
And, and I was like, hold up, wait, no, it should be locked because it says four. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So, like, one of the first things that needs to have happen with that, that ATA, it needs to say four locked or movement locked. So you can't perplex it up or perplex it down, and people can't hose you over that way. Um, the next thing is uh, if you use the ATA, I would say it has to also say this move actually cannot uh, cause uh, damage to occur. And that's it. And then that would fix everything. If, 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 if you said, hey, value locked, this move actually cannot cause that damage to occur. That way, your Lex Luthor still has to do a normal power action to, to attack. So he has to spin his gauntlet. Your GCPD cruiser doesn't you know, get to free run over people and cuff them to the bumper and just do massive civil rights violations every time they appear <laughs> on the map. Okay. It, 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 it tones it down and it still makes like playing with a horde of normal GCPD still very viable. You right. know, I, I, I still like my Gordon. I mean, and actually, and that's the other thing, it still makes Lieutenant Gordon valuable. The ATA just says like, oh yeah, you went and spent $20 to get to Lieutenant Gordon? Guess what, son? We just we just gave you the finger on that, and we just we just gave you Lieutenant Gordon for free. Don't you feel good for giving WizKids some money? Yeah, <laughs> no, you did. Let me pat you on the back and we reach into your 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 wallet and pull out five more dollars because we can. That's, yeah. that's what I. I feel about it. I do think you're right that that would fix it because the problem with the ATA is not any other figure really except for the cruisers and the the pilot ability. I mean that is the problem. It's not yeah. And it well and also Lex, but with that stipulation that you said that fixes the Lex problem too. And I think you can't you can't make it more expensive because when you play a police team, generally you're playing a lot of figures. It's it's more of a swarm yeah. team, and if they make that ATA cost more, then it it hurts it more than it would if you cut the movement down to like two or something. I mean, that's another option they could cut it down and and then lock it, like maybe three and locked, and maybe that would be enough to sate some people. But I don't know. I'm kind of biased on it because I love it so much and I play it so much. I can't. Obviously, I don't want them to change it, but. It is pretty good. I don't know if it's... I guess Golden Age-wise, it's extremely good, yeah. What are you um, going to say? What Lex, what Lex are you talking about specifically? Like, what's the, the DC, trick with him? He, here, I'll, I'll pull him up. Because I hadn't heard it's about what it. what George played at uh, Worlds. Yeah, it's, it's just the pure fact of it's wild cardboard. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, you can try to play something with Cypher where you can try to copy oh, yours. You can do that it. and then get a free shot. Speaking, and the next thing on the list kind of goes hand in hand, the cruiser pilot ability. I mean, if they fix the ATA to not let cop cars take advantage of it when they do the move, then I don't think that the ability really absolutely needs changed, period. Austin's got his hand up. I was going to say they could change it to where instead of it being a move action, it requires just give them a power action and give them a move action as a free action that triggers it which would fix the ramming to where that has to be done by them and not done for free. Uh, that's a good point. Did you did you catch uh, that? Well, yeah, I heard something. Here's, here's the problem um, <laughs> with the way that they put it, 
is that they just said the cruiser pilot ability had two pilot abilities. And that's that's the problem. It's like, okay, are we talking about cuff to the bumper or clear the streets? Because I think part of the problem comes in is that clear the streets is good in one way, cuff to the bumper is good in another way. And if, if you've ever been locked down really hard by two cop cars, I'm oh. going to tell you that's one of the most frustrating hero flicks. It is a very oh. painful I know, experience. I love to do it. Police brutality. <laughs> Would you still give the placement? couldn't get away from him no matter what I tried to do. And the placement's important. Yeah, he kept placement. resisting my ability to ask for uh, the charges which I'm brought up on. Yeah, he didn't read my Miranda yeah. rights, just <laughs> chokehold me against the police brutality. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I like using the placement myself. I think a lot of times, especially with police, uh, if you're playing a theme team, and you have like a lot of little officers, especially yep. if you're playing swarm team, I mean, putting that Hitting them, running them over, throwing them out in the middle, uh, get them out of stealth, throw them right in the middle, and then all your your cops can take a couple shots. A riot officer can come up and billy club them and tase them. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one to fix. I think you're right, though, that even just a slight thing like rolling to get the damage and only having a chance of getting it would help. Um, and if, especially if they change the ATA too, that might help alleviate the. The cruiser itself a little bit. I find it funny. We're probably having more discussion of this watch list than anyone at Whiz Kids is probably doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the cuff to the bumper, if, if we look at it, did it need it? No, but it was also one of those Whiz Kids trying to fix the meta for us and saying, hey, hypersonic speed's a problem. Um, we're going to use this vehicle that you normally buy and most people weren't even interested in so that you can handle hypersonic speed. And it's like, you should have picked. If, if, if the vehicles had either come to the bumper or clear the streets, if they had one of the two, I don't think anybody would have as many problems with it. I still think, you know, clear streets would be nerfed just a tad. But it's the fact that they can keep doing damage to you and you can't run away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. you're just stuck, and they're so deep that you can't kill them. Like, even if we said, hey, a cop car has three less clicks of health, we were still like, oh, yeah, a cop car, that's fully worth its points. It's awesome. You know, it's it's that pure factor, like, oh, oh 
11 clicks? I mean, he has more clicks than Superman. Like, <laughs> what is this cop called made of? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was listening to one of your podcasts. I don't remember which one it was. It was a few episodes ago. And, and you brought up a point that I was like, the, this guy read my mind because I was saying the exact same thing at the same time back when Batman came out and everybody's freaking out about the Beatle. Yeah. And I'm just sitting looking at, I'm just sitting rubbing my hands together going, yeah, nobody's paying any attention to my little cop cars here. <laughs> like, they're, they're going to be the problem. Yeah. I remember people getting so upset, oh, cop car again. Uh, like, our venue, our local, I mean, everybody was worried about the Beatle and Nobody paid attention to the cop cars, really. But I saw that that the cop cars are going to be the the mainstay. The Beatles is not. Yeah, I don't know. The Beatles another discussion for another day. I didn't. I didn't think it was as good as everybody thought it was. But here's. I know I'm sort of jumping, but if you think about it, Brother Voodoo is the solution to vehicles, aka the Beetle, aka the cop car, and 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 that because it's just like, oh, I mind control the cop car. Eject the pilot. Kill your pilot. Sorry, your cop car is sort of crap now. Right. I mean, well, well, and that was the cool thing about Brother Voodoo. When he came out, I was like, solutions to cop cars. And he's awesome. Uh, but that's, that, that's jumping the gun just a bit. <laughs> well, we can, we can do him real quick. I, I don't think he actually needs to be changed i think if there's one thing on this list that i can say doesn't need to be changed i would probably make it brother voodoo if they do change them i would say even just the slightest of changes would would even it out maybe just not give him the plus one attack you know on the mic controller something small like that because especially if they change heroes for hire i think he's not as big of a problem i don't think he really deserves to be on this list what do you think I, I am biased for my toward my black hero clicks, so I, 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 I can't lie. I'm straight biased. Like even you listen to like the characters I play. It's like there's a lot of black hero clicks on there. I'm like, yes, I collect them and I love them. Um, so when when it comes to Brother Voodoo, when I when I put my fanboyness aside, and I'm like, okay, I got to put my adult serious meta hat on. Um, the first thing I would say with Brother Voodoo, where he might need to be tweaked, is by saying, hey, you can use my control as a free action if you did not do so last turn. And yeah. so you, you just can't be spamming mind control every turn. Yeah, the two, uh-huh. the two in a row, the two turns in a row is really, really good. Or maybe you can't use it if you've already taken an action this turn, so that way you couldn't get do something, give them a token, and then do it. That would solve it, too. Yeah, because pretty much what was going on is they were trying to make mind control more awesome. And and this is something that, and, and I'm, I'm throwing it out there, and, and, and then I guess a lot of people haven't thought about why Brother Voodoo is the way he is. Brother Voodoo was designed way before they even started working on the pack. And, and where mind control is going to work with running shot and charge and all the other jazz. So this is actually what we're getting is something that was built for a world without the new pack. And so when we look at that, it's like, dang, man, what did Brother Voodoo do? He made mind control cool again. He, 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 was, the, he was the one that everyone was like, hey, man. Like, what are those crazy words coming out of your mouth? That sounds awesome. I'm going to say those same things, too. Like, my 
that's pretty much what Brother Voodoo was. It's like, oh, my control is awesome again. Check out Brother Voodoo. And when, when the new pack came out, it was like, oh, Brother Voodoo really didn't become less awesome. It's just more people became awesome like him. Right. And uh, so that's that's why I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this is great. But the the other issue I look at is like when you're talking about like that plus one, uh, removing the plus one, then we have to look at Omen, which which no one's really talked about. Oh, uh, Omen uh, we, we've been talking about her a lot because we've used her a lot, especially Austin, and I she love is that figure. she's a huge pain in the ass that nobody ever thinks about or talks about, and I don't know why, but oh, somebody's going to yeah. use it at a turn at a big tournament to great effect. Yeah, so Omen gives us minus two perplex. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's way stronger than Brother Voodoo's plus one. Now, if you were going to say, hey, guess what? Who he mind controls doesn't get a plus one, I'd be all for that. That's not a problem. Let's let's, let's take that part away uh, and either give him infinite mind control and whoever he mind controls doesn't get a bump. Or he loses his bump and infinite mind control and, and whoever he mind controls gets an attack bump. I think either way it would work, you know. Either way, just a slight change is, is all he really needs, though, you think? Yeah, just, just a minor, just a minor change. I, I'm still so biased. I'm still <laughs> so biased. Um, and then real quick, we skipped over Bad Might. Bad Might, I haven't gotten to play. I've looked at him and theorized on him tons, and of course he's a pain in the... I mean, he, he's so good with so many pieces. I have played against him. And I do, he's a hard one on this list to, to come up with solutions to fix. I feel like I haven't played with him or against him enough to make a, a uh, intelligent decision on this. I will say that he is definitely extremely strong. When I ran up against him, was against um, it was in a side tournament in the finals. And I was playing against a guy who ended up getting second at Dragon Con, I think. Yep. And um, he was using Batmite and a 300-point Trinity of Sin team base. It was Bob. And um, would just have Trinsen run out and do their thing and then move over a space or two in his starting area and teleport them right back to him without, you know what I mean? Like, And even with me playing GCPD and being able to get across the map faster than most other pieces, it still was just such a, you know, a hit and run. Such a big pain in the butt that I just could not deal with. I still actually had him down his last click. I mean, it still was as close as a match can get, but Batmite is very strong. Like I said, I I can't I can't make a very good suggestion just because I ha- I'm not familiar enough with this. I'm gonna let you give us some insight on Batmite. Um, Batmite when he first came out, I was like, he's the most brokenest thing that that's going to happen this time season, and, and no one listened to me. And I was, and, and that's the funny thing is when you're right at first, everyone thinks you're crazy. Yeah. And then when you come back and tell people later, like, you know, I was right on this. They're like, man, it was obvious. You're just saying the obvious. I know exactly like, how you feel on that. <laughs> I, I wish I could pull up posts where I can and just throw it in people's faces. But, um, I'm not that kind of guy. Uh, but when I, I look at it, and I'm just going to sort of look like point by point breaking it down. You're my hero. It's the, it's the fact that that's a trait makes it so that I'm so glad that that's a trait and not a special power because if it was, oh my gosh, uh, what was it? Hope Summers would, would be the, the goddess of the, of the new age meta. 
with that might. They will rule and form a, a country of their own. Um, so, so, the, the let me the let me help. Um, I think that's part of the problem. Um, it's it's the fact that he has to roll d six, uh, and then he can put his idol adjacent to him after he's done a move action. And when you start combining that with TK, you're talking about getting to the other end of the map guarantee. And right. I think that's where we start saying like, oh, here's our problems. Uh, 10 range prob is another, here's our problems. When you just took 10, 10 range prob away from every other prober in the game. Yeah. So even if you, if you, if you said, hey, guess what? We, we got rid of all that idle crap and we just left him with just, just ignore all that white white special powers. He still has Batman TA and 10 range prob and 10 range outwit and 10 range in cap. That is way too strong. And the taxi um, ability. Yeah. Yeah, so so when you when you look at all those elements together, it's like crap. Like the, the am I bothering you? I, I would say am I bothering you has to, has to, has to say when this attack hits. I second yeah. that wholeheartedly. It, it can't be just targeted. I don't know what they, they were thinking. <laughs> they did they weren't. They were thinking money. <laughs> yeah, they, they, well, it's because they get these away for free. This, this isn't, I don't think it's so much money. But it's, Okay, like just reading the power. Am I bothering you? Batmite can use incapacitate characters that Batmite targeted, not hit, just targeted with this power last turn. Can't target Batmite or Batmite's idol with an attack until your next turn. Which means that oh, I make Galactus my idol, and I have uh, leadership, and I have um, uh, somebody to give me willpower. Uh, not not Harvey Bullock. Who was Harvey Dent from um, uh, Dark Knight Rises yeah. okay, or the right. Streets of Gotham. Yeah. So, so once I start getting leadership and Harvey Dent, I can perma lock down a character and say you can't attack my Galactus because Galactus is my hero. Yeah. Galactus oh, Zoran the Tester is my hero. Oh, you can't touch Batman because that's child molestation. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's that, that's part of a big issue and you would say like that wasn't an issue at Gen Con yes because Ghost Rider just came in and and stole people's souls before he even <laughs> had a chance but if you actually start looking at a, a long term exchange that might always scales upward in point and I would say he scales upwards from 200 points onward and that's something you don't see in hero clicks is you, you'll see p- characters that'll be like oh in 300 points and then I'm good, and then 500 and 600 points, and I go down, and I go down from points from that point on. But And there's some characters from 500 points on to infinity, they're great. But that might, from 200 points, which is substandard, all the way up to infinity points is good. If, if you just move him out once, and get your other hero there, and give them a free action to just teleport and smack some dude in the face, that might has paid quadruple his points. Yeah. You know, because look at it. You, you can't TK Colossals. You can't TK certain duos. Team you bases. Can't TK team bases. You, and, and you can make team bases your idol. So it's 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 a lot of things with that might 
and, and and even more so where it gets really petty is like his little defensive powers. Like, hey man, I get super senses, and uh, if I get it, I get to go back to my best buddy. And it's like, no, dude, I was going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, fool. <laughs> so he's he's hard to pin down. Like they they really, when it comes down to it, they'll have to take out all the free action BS, and they they just have to like make. Am I bothering you? Like, hey, you have to hit. Like, and, and I don't even think that's on their brain right now. I think the only thing they're thinking about is the movement element, which the movement element isn't as much of a problem as the fact that a character can do freaking free attack and do crazy damage. Uh, but that, that's, that's my rant. I hate him. I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, our very first episode we did, or maybe it was our second, um, Actually, I think it was our first. We we went over the con exclusives, and this was the one I chose to go over. And I was calling it out then. I was like, "This guy is going to rule the meta so from here to infinity." And like you said, there's got to be some major. I don't know exactly what to do personally because I haven't used it that much. But there's got to be some big changes on him to to balance him out. And also, why only have to roll a one to take the damage? Why is it not like at least a fifty fifty? Like why a <laughs> 20 less than 20 percent chance that you're even gonna have to take the damage on his let me help power like i don't know they just min, he's just so min max on every ability it's just crazy um yeah and, and, and it's not just that he's min max on every ability it's the fact that everything that was a support character in his point range got nerfed so hard after the rules change yeah, yeah. i mean it, 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 and again, I don't think I don't think all of these characters are designed at the same time. Like you could say, Obnoxo the Clown is designed after rules changes, and I would think no, like he was probably you know retrofitted with the new rules. Um, you know, there's some other characters. I'm like, okay, you might be able to argue for uh, Wonder Woman and Superman, or Superman and Wonder Woman, or whatever else, and, and maybe a couple of others. But I can I could probably say. I don't think that Mike was designed in the same batch as the rest of the con exclusive. I think he may have been designed during the Batman set. And it was like, you know what? This would be an awesome chase, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. And they're sitting around patting themselves on the back. And it's like, you know what, guys? I know how we can make a lot more money. Let's make this a con exclusive. And that will definitely guarantee that the numbers are back this year at Gen Con. And, and that's, that's what the conversation was like. And so they took that out of the, the, the chase for prime rarity or wherever it was and then put in some more Batman characters. And, and it's like, yeah, that's good. They'll, they'll love that. They'll eat that up. And, and that's, that's, that's my hypothesis. I have no evidence, no evidence nor conversations I've had to back up any of that. So don't, don't be speculating too hard. <laughs> well, what makes me laugh about Batmite particularly is like if I think about like a fan of Batmite making a custom one with this exact setup and posting it on the forums... He would have been run off HC Realms. They would have found his address. They would have burned his house down. I mean, like this is the dumbest figure ever. But it it doesn't fa- it doesn't register with me how they can make something with this much utility at sixty five points. That's just it's hair pulling out frustrating. Uh, real quick before we let you go and we move into the the end part of our podcast, I want to end with a question to you. I want to kind of get your a quick summary of your overall thoughts on the current game state. 
Um, and that I guess that is a harder question to ask now that we've had, well now that we've had the announcement of the watch list and we, we don't exactly know what's going to come of it. You know what what's going to end up happening if anything is going to you know happen with it. Um, but what's your current thought on the game state compared to maybe previous times in in the game's history? Because you've been playing for a long time, and what do you kind of foresee for its future? Um. I'm going to be honest, like, I kid you not, if I didn't have a show and I didn't have a lot of people I talked to, I probably would have quit Clicks right when Team Basis came out. And um, if anybody looked at my blogs or even some of my podcasts back then about me trying to beat Justice League, um, and he, he, I did a whole thread on AC Realms, so if you go and look at my logos on AC Realms, uh, threads that I've started, if you go back uh, some somewhere a couple months back, uh, and for those people in super future land, uh, it's the year 2013, probably looking somewhere around the, that period in, in the early part of the year, first half of the year. I did so many experiments on how to beat the Justice League. I spent four days, four days, just straight working and calling people and doing tech and then making counter tech and and, and it was just like, oh, God, I don't know what to do. And it, and, and it was frustrating because team bases, in my opinion, took the team building element out of the game and said to guys like us, guess what? We at Game Design know so much better about team design than you do that what we did, dog, is we, we heard you like team. What we did is we put a team in your team to give you teamception so you can perceive the future in which we're going. And oh yeah, dog, we, we have it set up so that you buy this team-based thing and it's incomplete so that you have to buy more crap that you <laughs> There we go. There you go, man. It's you so want true. That base? You, want, you want that cool effect right there? You gotta shell out another $25 to get that extra booster, baby. That's how we keep that crack flow coming. And, and, and if someone said... If, if someone told me, like, maybe when I started, that, that WizKids is the equivalent of a crack dealer, <laughs> and that we're the fiend, then I'd be like, nah, man, this is fun. But when I look at how WizKids has been operating recently, with the meta, with their buying purchase, I'm like, dude, they're using straight psychology that dealers use on fiends, and I know about <laughs> dealers and fiends, I've seen them, I've interacted with them, I've prayed for them and tried to help them, but... This is, this is straight, like, uh, abusive situation where, you know, it's like Ike and Tina Turner where I feel like I'm getting slapped and then told to make music, you know. So, uh, sort of taking away my diatribe <laughs> of looking at the meta and, and being focused and being and saying something a little bit more intellectual is this. Uh, I think my best, the best time for Heroclix was before, right when the pack was announced. At Amazing Spider-Man before the ATAs, before Teen Titans, everything else. And if, if you even listen to my show, I was like, "This is the best of times for Hero Clicks. It can only go up." And then, you know, stuff hit the fan. And I mean, that's even with and, and think about that. That's even with the Infinity Gauntlet being out there. That's even with the Utility Belt being out there. Yep. It's just it's it's just that everything else that came out just made those two elements way ridiculous I, I I think that if if a positive conversation happens between game design 
the game testers, and then some other respective people within the community, where it's not just tailored like here meta gamer or here casual gamer, but actually sort of us getting together and talking. I think the game can be so much better and richer as a meta with more options. Um, Anonymous Mouse put out his thread and he said, like, what the game, we need better game design, we need more silver bullets. And, and my philosophy has always been, no, we no. don't need better silver bullets, we need less DS that breaks the game. Yeah, I agree. And so silver bullets, from a game design perspective, the only thing that silver bullets do is make meta shifts. It never fixes problems. All it does is make meta shifts. Because you can say, oh, look, Nightcrawler was broken. Nightcrawler was there to fix structural integrity fields. Yeah. Oh, Nightcrawler's so broken because of the way he's designed, we have to create Bullseye. Well, what does Bullseye do? Bullseye completely negates shape change and super senses from the meta because everyone's afraid of playing Bullseye with Thunderbolt. So you can play Nightcrawler, which still has a relatively high amount of safety because he's, he's going to be packed with TK, and he has a high movement, so... Bullseye can't just out and out shoot him on the other side of the map. You know, Nightcrawler has to do his thing once, and then Bullseye's like, ha I got you, little elf. I'll pin you to the wall. Um, <laughs> but from Bullseye, he, he ruined about a year's worth of meta, and then here comes Superman, and Superman says, and, and, and people won't admit this, but Superman is a direct response to Bullseye. Because... We, what did we see all, all of a sudden coming out of Superman? Lots of impervious, lots of four damage, lots of 11 attack. And for us to get four or more damage, pretty, oh, it's super strength. And super strength. And for us to get that five, six, seven damage out before, we had to invest 200 or even 300 more or, or more points so that we could do that for one figure to get that, that Kamehameha, you know, ah, you know, super attack off. And then Superman said, man, screw that. All you have to do is pay 150 points. <laughs> you know, and, and then pick up a heavy and you do six damage. So yeah. That's all you need. Um, and, and so even we see it collapse down some more with Marvel and DC 10. I was like, these fools are, are, are high. They, they, they must be on crack. And they have they their own products. Because <laughs> there's no reason why... I should be able to up front get 11 attack, 4 damage, running shot with freaking 12 movement and 8 range. This doesn't make sense. Yeah, he's crap afterwards, but I've killed everything. And I mean, you have your, your Fast Force of Supergirl that does that. You have your Dark Phoenix. You have the Magneto, the non-crappy Magneto. I mean, it, it's... I look at the game as like they're just trying to make the game go faster and faster and faster. And then they say, oh, Trump, we made the game too fast. We have to slow this down, but how the hell do we do that and keep people buying? And like, I don't see that happening. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, to answer your question, I think the meta is probably, we're going to start looking at things that came out in Fantastic Forces, sort of mechanics of, hey, we get you to the other side of the field and actually look at what that meta was for the, those two years and what came out of that because we did get lamp out of that. Uh, we did get the uh, Casey, uh, not Casey Green Lantern, Casey Flash meta out of that. Uh, we got the 
uh, Nova Blast meta out of that. We got the uh, Green Lantern tank meta. No, the Green Lantern tank meta would predated that. But we got we got we had several meta options that were viable. So if I was to say like, hey, what's going to rule the roost for a while until they nerf uh, team uh, team theme team bonuses? Team dials are going to rule because Shiar is the biggest pile of BS, and I love them. They're, they're the biggest pile of BS because Lysandra is, is Batmite Jr. Yeah. For, for all intents and purposes. I just used her uh, last Lysandra. week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and then they made, what, the Oracle? Is Oracle like 49 points? Yep. Yeah. Oracle's 49 points. So you have like seven characters on your team base and you put two Oracles on there. That gives you plus nine to map roll. Or you could put Lysandra on there and I think you have enough for a utility belt. Or a bat signal. Yeah, you have enough points for a bat signal. Yep. Me. And so you're just like, oh yeah, I popped somebody off. Oh, Lelandra's tired. Bat signal. Um, and I think that's more potent than Justice League or even New Mutants, but that's a whole different story. But I, I think team bases are going to rule until we make something that's absurd, and then which is our Ghost Rider tech, which is absurdity. And then once that's resolved uh, I think the next thing that that will come up is can we turtle harder and there's going to be a Bunker 2.0 mark my words mark my words and Bunker 2.0 is going to say this I put up barrier and I'm either going to do one of the two functions either A my barrier is permanent or you need to do four damage to destroy my barrier and then that will slow down a lot of figures and it will it will bring pace back to the game or um, instead of putting out four barrier markers I can put out eight barrier markers or six barrier markers um, and then make it like a generic so that or it will be like generic Green Lantern Corpse Men learning to wield the ring put out <laughs> barriers and crap like that or something like that you know yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's going to have to happen there's going to have to be a defensive swing but we won't see that until next year but, but what we're going to see that's going to come up is, hey, kids, did you did you like Cosmic Spider-Man? Guess what? We got, we will make everybody Cosmic Spider-Man. Iron Man's Cosmic Spider-Man. Batman's Cosmic Spider-Man. Heck, Superman could be Cosmic Spider-Man. Hold on, how are we going to make everybody Cosmic Spider-Man? It's, it's called improved targeting. AKA, we found a mechanic that we saw that you would buy in droves just so that you could it's it's good I, too because I was getting bored of actually you know strategizing and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> I had this problem about thinking. I didn't, I didn't like doing it. I'm glad they they well, prepackaged my team in a box for me so that I don't have to build my team anymore. Um, I was Wait, hold up. That was the one thing. That's why fast forces existed. Was that people would just show up to a venue, right? Buy the the fast forces, and the team was in the box. I know, <laughs> but they weren't that very. They weren't always usually all that great. <laughs> what are you gonna say, Austin? Uh, I was gonna say that at least with the improved targeting, it destroys the terrain you shoot through, so it won't be as bad as I'm standing in the middle of the metro globe. Yeah, but what if you? Out. I was thinking about this the other day. You have somebody with improved targeting that can blow through walls, and yeah, you're right. It destroys the target. But what if you have um, 
just throw a, a, a belt on them with the cowl, and then now you're stealth from them shooting True. through the terrain that shoots on their... Like, I don't... I think it's a bad move. I will see what happens of it. I'm hoping I'll it's try not to give it out like candy. for you is what happens if you have the cow in the hand ATA. Oh, my gosh. And you're still by blocking. Yeah, you're, I, you're yeah, that's what I was just saying, the cow, but I didn't even... I forgot about the hand ATA, too. Prime becomes gun. <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess we'll see. Um, I I would love for I, that's my favorite thing is team building and and strategy. I mean, I we all that's pretty much all of our favorite thing, of course. And yeah, I just hate that the current game is is dumbing things down. I mean, that's pretty much the summary in a sentence is dumbing the game down. I want to play just um, during team construction and during playing the game. I mean. I wish we could get back to around, like you were saying, around like maybe DC seventy fifth era, but without um, without uh, tactics like uh, uh, feats and, and feats and conditions and stuff like that. Like just when the game was not everybody and their mom had move and attack, and you had to actually worry about not everybody had indom. And you had to actually worry about you know pacing and placement and everything instead of being able to go wherever you want and do whatever you want with ridiculous values. Well, like I said that um, at, after Gen Con was the most fun I have with Hero Clicks is actually playing Street Fighter hit Clicks only because there's like no indom among the set. It's a lot of chess-like play, a lot of uh, moving, positioning, picking off certain pieces. It's really smart play. And I really want to see more of that in the main superhero sets overall. I don't think we will, but that's that's where I wish the game would return to myself. Um, well, and and here's here's our issue is this because playability has gotten to this super steroid chicken mutated you know form, um, in, in which we can't get off our mutagen fix. It's the same problem that Seth Johnson dealt with before Armored Wars. Because when we look back at, like, Leg- oh, gosh, Legacy and Icon, those are two older sets that still scare people. Think about that. And, and then say, I am the guy that's going to get you off of Legacy, uh, Green, Casey Green Lantern, Icon's yeah. Bet Superman. Like, I, I don't know how many people played against the Icons Bet Superman with Infinity Gauntlet. That that just, oh my gosh, I had people give me dirty looks. I've used him I, once, think, <laughs> but not with him, not with Gauntlet, but I have used him with Utility Belt, and he was, just the Indom alone was just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's super strong. But it, it's, if you look at what did set the depower the game, and then also look at what was done with feats and ATAs. And and some of those feats and ATAs that came out outside of freaking nanobots, which I, when they had the public discussion, I was able to like PM Seth and I said, are you sure you, you type what you type correctly? And he's <laughs> like, yes, that's good. And I was like, I, I am sure what I typed was correct. I was like, do you understand how broke this is to give free healing out? Oh no, man. We 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 think it's fine. And then nanobots rule the meta for freaking two years. But if if you're looking at what did they do? They went to the what's called like the golden ratio, which was nine seventeen. And nine seventeen made it so that you had to roll an eight or higher to hit anyone. 
and everyone had a nine attack or less, and, and the, the peak attack was nine. What we have gotten to now is our new golden ratio is 10-18 and 11-19, but the problem is the amount of stat mods that we have in the game is so much more abundant than the BS pit crew and 15 con artists yeah. that you can't rebalance that. Because if, if I said, oh, yeah, I have an 11 attack, unless I'm a colossal, everyone's going to be like, well, you have an 11 attack and you're going to be hitting me for three to four damage. You're not going to be, you know, now you're going to be like, oh, you have an 11 attack. You're probably going to be hitting me for five damage. And I'm going to eat three of that here. And I'm probably still going to have impervious. Like, that that wasn't the case, you know, back then. So what, what will, will have to happen is there's going to be a massive depowering. And this is the next part that's going to piss everyone off when I say this is they're going to do what they did for Web of Spider-Man to everything that they have now, which means that they're going to roll it, rotate it into early retirement so that the game can reset. And I, everyone's going to be pissed if they spend all that money. I would honestly be fine with that personally, but I know the average person probably wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. They're going to be mad that they spend all their money on the sets, but outside of that, I mean, that's one of the better ideas to try to remedy the situation. Well, like, Magic, Magic's done that for years, and honestly, I love it because, like, for example, this last year of Magic, I haven't wanted to play because I didn't like the current set that was in. But the new one that's coming out is going to completely shift the metagame, of course, because it's a new set full of stuff. And it, it brings new teams, it brings new strategies that I might like to play more than what I what made me not want to play for that year. I love rotation systems, and I really hope they don't... I don't want them to ever abandon that, because it sucks not being able to play all your stuff all the time, of course. But it's it's healthy, for the game as a whole to have some sort of retirement system. Well, Edward, yeah. I want to. I really appreciate you coming on today, and I feel like we've we've gotten some good ideas floated out into the the uh, podcast atmosphere. And uh, yeah, yeah, and then you guys have to come on my show, and, and we'll <laughs> we'll sit and, and talk about podcasting. <laughs> Absolutely, that's just so meta. <laughs> we'll set something up. Um, uh, you guys can check out. Uh, Edward's show on, like I said, on YouTube. Starting Over Podcast has his own channel, and uh, he has yeah. tons of videos over seventy. Last time I was looking, and and tons of good information, very knowledgeable and uh, very useful. It, basically, I'd say you focus almost all of your attention on gameplay. Would you say that? On uh, team building and, and gameplay and analyzing people. I, I am the guy that tells you how to get inside of your opponent's head. Um, and, and I would say the one thing I respect about you, your show is, is that you, you're able to bridge between that starting beginner player to, like, what I do. Like, I, I kid you not, I have tried so hard. Like, well, let me try to take this to the basic core root and make it fun. And then I'm, I'm just bad at that. And, and just really bad and you have guys like you and push to region and glass cabinet it's like hey y'all you're able to give the basics really good and then when you get to a certain point it's like all right what's next and it's like check with their head that's what's next how do i make this better that's what's next yeah. you know and then you come to my podcast and <laughs> yeah well you guys check out edward's youtube channel subscribe and uh you guys can catch us on there coming up pretty soon maybe in a week or two but thanks again for coming 
Thanks again for coming on, Edward, and uh, we'll have to have you on again sometime because we really enjoyed it. No problem. Uh, and uh, remember, you can start this show over some other time. <laughs> All right, I'm out. <laughs> All right, <bye>. <laughs> <laughs> All right um, let's get into some news real quick. Uh, there was tons of news this week. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of spoilers, so we're not going to sit and go over each one of them because there were a ton of Yu-Gi-Oh! spoilers to begin. You know, there were, what, four? Four, four Yu-Gi-Oh! spoilers. Five, actually. Were they all from the starter set, though? Yeah, they're all starter sets. Uh, okay, so they spoiled five of the starter sets pieces, and none of them have special abilities. Except for one. Except, which one? The giant. It has the, the set trap thing. Well, okay. I was going to get into that. None of them have special like attack powers or anything on their dials, but all the images said not final image. And then on the very last one that they finally spoiled, the card did not say final image, or did not say say that disclaimer, and it has the trap ability on it. Was that the Death's Fair Lamp, right? No, no that was the, or the, other, uh, yeah. the other dude. But um, the... I would say nobody was excited about these initial announcements. Like, I didn't think they were bad, but the just the fact that there were no yeah. special powers and they felt like they were not. It's uh, just you know they're you starter know. figures though. Like to me, it was like oh, it's a starter set. They're trying to pull a different demographic into Hero Clicks, so these figures need to be pretty straightforward. But it also doesn't help that these are creatures in the card game that aren't effect monsters. They don't have special effects. They're just straightforward beaters. So I think when we get to the main set stuff, we're going to see more complex effects. And especially now that we've seen the uh, the trap and set ability and the spell ability, I think there's a lot of potential to see some stuff. So on TCG Player, which is a, a card game website for Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, they have a spoiler. Oh, it does also still say not final image, but it looks pretty final to me. Uh, it's it's a Hitosumi giant, and he has a special ability that looks like the same symbol as the death trap symbol. And it says when this character it says trap slash spell when this character is KO'd or when building your force by paying the green point cost, which it's only got a purple. It's actually a mistake on the add tree. this dial face up to your trap spell pool. Give a friendly uh, Yu-Gi-Oh symbol character a power action to set this dial from your pool by choosing spell or trap and placing it face down on that card. The set character may use the effects of that spell. Um, The spell is called Ring of Magnetism. Give the set character a power action and modify its defense value minus two. When an opposing character targets a friendly character that is not set, with an attack, then the modifying attack attacker's attack value is minus two. When the set character takes damage, the spell is removed from play. Uh, Spellbinding circle is the trap. When an opposing character with a higher point value hits the set character with an attack, you can activate this trap. The attack is evaded, and this trap is placed on the attacking character's card. A character with this trap on its card has n- negative one damage. Give a character with this trap on its card a power action to remove the trap from the game. Um, and if you notice on his dial on the bottom left, he's got the three little dots. Um, the sculpt will probably pop off. So when you put the dial face down, it's not going to be as bit of a... I was going to say, I imagine if they're, they'd have to be switch clicks if yeah. they're doing the whole dial only set. Um, it's complicated, cool. it's, but I like it. It's kind of like Death Trap. What I was saying about Death Trap cool that they're trying something different they may have gotten a little too convoluted the trap part the trap option sounds a little easier to understand than the yeah. 
spell option. We'll talk about this more once we get some more of these spoilers and we can kind of see where they're going with these. We'll, we'll kind of go back and analyze it. But for now, at least they're putting something interesting in this set. Um, same way they did with Batman 66. We'll see if it turns out that in it, you know, worth buying into or yeah. yeah. We can, I don't, we'll comment more on it once we know more about how it'll actually play out. Oh my! My favorite spoiler for this week. Um, so we got a Mage Knight spoiler this week, and uh, it's for two mercenary characters. Um, they both have the mercenary team ability. At the beginning of the game, you choose a friendly character with the highest point value to be this uh, uh, to be this character's team leader. A character using this team ability modifies its defense by plus one within four squares of its team leader, uncopyable. It, it's not like an amazing team ability, yeah. it's just plus one defense if you're near your main guy, it's kind of like a boss thing. Yeah. Um, but both these characters are straightforward melee piece minions, and they're really fun pieces. Um, the Zandressen Winsman's the first one, he's a Atlantean. Um, he's got swim, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's got swim, but he's an Atlantean, which is awesome. He's pilot, got pilot. soldier. He is pilot. Um, but his movement abilities, he can use Flurry and Force Blast. And when he uses Force Blast, subtract subtract three from the result of the D6 minimum result one. Um, it's not great. Eh, it's... It, it's... It's still... The only problem I have is I think this figure was designed... Well, no, he's got a pink power. I don't know how that's going to interact with... Force Blast and Flurry are going to interact with each other. Because doesn't yeah. Force Blast trigger on any attack now, so you would knock him back with the first attack and wouldn't be able to hit with the second? Maybe. So you'd have to be hitting someone with combat reflexes Only or charge to get both attacks. have some kind of judge in the room. If you have Flurry and Force Blast and you hit somebody, would they be knocked back before you could do the second attack? Well, now with Force Blast, it's optional. Oh, it is optional? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Attacker chooses, so you could not do it the first time and then the second one you okay. could knock them back. never mind then. So that was what we were discussing because he gets Flurry Force Blast. But for 40 points, looking down his dial, first off, a 40-point figure with blades is nothing to ever scoff at. Um, a 40-point figure with precision strike is nothing to scoff at. Um, and he's got combat reflexes, all that fun stuff. Great figure overall. Great team ability. Amazing team ability. An amazing keyword, Atlantean. Um, I think he's good for the set. Oh, he's definitely good as for far the as what we've yeah, seen. Yeah, we for gotta the set. look at him pretty compared good. to the set when it comes to point values and everything. But I love this second one's probably my favorite, and it's the Gosselite Sword Brother. He's got martial artist and soldier. Um, he has improved movement, ignoring characters. Um, his movement ability is he can use flurry. When he does, he can use sidestep immediately before making the second attack. That's good. So he can swing, move two squares, ignoring characters, and swing again on someone. Basically, what pounce the uh, pounce. Uh, yeah. Which call it used to be. But the thing I really love about this piece is he has Empower as a minion, which is ridiculous. So you get one of these guys, you have him in there, he's swinging up a storm. Um, you could sidestep to position him next to an ally who's about ready to flurry himself, swing on him, push himself down, and then your ally all of a sudden has plus one damage for his flurry, which is two damage overall. Um, it's a cool piece. It's also got the Mercenary Team ability. It's 45 points. Um, this piece actually is a piece that I would play even in normal clicks. Um, I think for 40 points he's not astounding, but he'd be a fun one to run with some good support teams and stuff like that to, pa to back him up. Um, uh, I am actually really looking forward to this set. Yep. And it, the reason why is we've seen five or six of these figures so far. The values aren't... It's kind of what we were just talking about with Edward. The values aren't ridiculous... And there's not a lot of moving attack. Yeah. And it's going to feel a lot more tactical 
like it, it does feel a lot like the Street Fighter set or you know things like that where there's not a lot of moving attack. I think that's what they're there's doing. not a lot of end dom. There's, there's a only, lot of willpower on the dials, which I like. Right, but it. there's only that one piece, the main orc guy that had end dom out of all like the. He's like one seventy five. He's like one forty or something like yeah. that. So I'm really looking forward to to the set so far. And I was already kind of looking forward to to it anyway. And I need to play. We need to play the board game too. Yeah. There was one Star Trek spoiler, USS Hathaway. The uh, it's a seventy five point Federation figure. Trade is when it has exactly one action token, they can use prob control. Um, it can also use outwit, but only to counter combat abilities. Now let's see. So you could get rid of flying. I'm trying to think of the way they worded that. If you could use outwit twenty four seven, and then only use prob control when you have exactly one action token, I think that's what it's saying. But they should have actually flip flopped yeah, those sentences. Um, they should have said the outwit one first, and then the prob yeah. control one. Um, so I think it has 24-7 outwit traded, and then when it has one token, yeah. it can use prop control. Uh, it starts with stealth, but then it gets a special movement ability, hypersonic and running shot. When it uses hypersonic, it must be given a double power action instead of a power action. And it picks up some energy explosion. Low damage, but it has energy explosion and perplex. I like it. And the support on the very last click. with the And, and, and top click, too, yeah. With the trait... Plus the dial, I think he's pretty dang good for this set. Definitely. His yeah. range is a little low for the set, but he's only 75 points. He also has the Federation team ability, so plus one defense if anything has an action token on it. It's fixing. I can dig it. I can dig I it. I like it. DC six or uh, Batman 66 came out this week. Oh, man. And um, I haven't picked up any of the clicks yet, <laughs> yep. but I saw some of them, and they Those look sculpts great. Are awesome. they look sculpts amazing. are awesome. And the uh, Batmobile dial is out. Oh, one thing I wanted to note that uh, Dwayne was telling me Thursday, the card for the bookworm, the special object that comes with him, can only be found in the Batmobile box. What? That's what he said. He said the the card for the bookcase doesn't come with bookworm. It was in That's the so weird. Batmobile that box. That is extremely so, strange. Um, the Batmobile's not all that excellent. It's just cool, it's, honestly. Yeah, it's traded is when you play it on the 75-point dial, which is autopilot. When a friendly character named Batman is on the map and has no tokens, Batmobile is not dealt unavoidable damage from being given an action that included attack. So basically it can attack without having to take the autopilot damage. Um, that's pretty cool and flavorful. I the love fact the that, flavor yeah, of that, Yeah, the fact that it needs Batman. Um, they have a special movement ability that they get on their piloted dial towards the end. You give them a power action, and you give any other friendly characters with the police keyword a move action as a free action with their speed value half. Now, it in it, it itself does not have the police keyword, so you're not going to be able to make themes, teams with it, unfortunately. But yeah. um, its pilot abilities, are prereq for one of them is Batman family keyword. When the Batmobile replaces its values with the combat values of its pilot, modify any one value by an additional plus one. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Bat computer pilot ability prereqs are Batman or Robin. At the beginning of your turn, roll a d6. On a 3 to 6, it, it can use outwit until your next turn. That's pretty good, too. Um, the numbers on the dial aren't great. Um, it does get some psychic blasts and some flurry. Flurry car. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty expensive for what it does. Compared to the other vehicles, it's not that good, but it's very flavorful, and I'm sure it'd be fun to play. It's a display piece to me. Like, yeah, that's, it's that's... definitely a display piece. I think piloted and autopilot, it has 
lots of flavor, like it has some flavor because the pilot ability, you're getting a decent attacker, but you're also getting those cool uh, pilot abilities with it too. Yeah. And then autopilot, you're getting the whole, if you play autopilot with Batman on the map, then you're getting some bonuses too. So Hopefully there's some people who are looking forward to that. Um, I'm trying to think, what else? Oh, the big one. Iron Monger. Oh! Iron Monger. I am so happy with this piece. Every time I look at this card, I love it. If you asked me when they announced, like, when they showed the 12 Days of Clicksmiths and showed all those figures, he would have been bottom of the list of ones I was looking forward to. But now that they've spoiled this dial, this is perfect to me. This is what I want in a super rare. This is... It's a great sculpt. I love... I really love the way they did his point cost setup, and I wish that more pieces would do this. Basically, if you play him at 140, he starts with Running Shot, Impervious, and he does either Exploit or Psychic Blast. And he, he's basically a good attacker for six clicks yeah. at 140. If you decide to pay 25 points more, he starts with Stealth and Mastermind and Outwit, making him a totally different figure for those two clicks. I mean, that plays totally different yep. than this. So basically, if you want to build a team around him and build, a, you know, give him some minions or something... Some robot, maybe he makes some Iron Man drones or something yeah. you can mastermind onto. Then you play him at 165 and he plays totally different. If you just want to play him as an attacker, then you play him at 140. But I just love that for only 25 points you have those options. And that the options... They're not bad ones. That they, that they change by paying more instead of paying less. I hate yeah. when they, they're the opposite setup. So I, hopefully this is a good sign of things to come. His traits are so sick. They're amazing. Corporate Takeover. He is a wild card, but can only copy the TA of an opposing character instead of a friendly one. Not only that, when he is copying a team ability, opposing characters cannot use that team ability. So you take theirs away from them, and you get to use it. Batman. Then he has Perplex, but only to modify an opposing character's defense minus two. He has six range, so the standard range on his perplex. You you could use that trait to steal an ATA or to lock down an ATA, couldn't you? Yes, you could. So like you could take Heroes Fire, although he can't use it, you would at least prevent your opponent from using it. But it's wild it's wild card so Oh, you okay, I see what you're saying. It. Yeah. Um actually I think you could still use it. Well you would have to have tokens on your card. Oh you yeah, yeah. Good good point, good point. But you But yeah, just taking it away from them. That's such a good like Sick. The thing I love about that, though, is it plays off Iron Man pieces, and he has Stark Industries. Stark Industries pieces have issues with stealth, so, like, you could take Batman ally away from a Batman team and lock him down. You could do, uh, you could take anything, like, Avengers Initiative to guarantee you're gonna look through stealth on other people's teams. There's so many fun options. Obviously, you're forgetting the Assassin's team ability, because everybody plays Assassin's all the time, Austin. Yep. You should have mentioned that way before yeah. Batman ally. Yeah, seriously. Sure. Well, I see that all the time. Uh, no mystics either. He is a badass attacking uh, attacker because of his damage power. He has exploit and psychic blast. And if he uses either to target Iron Man or Tony Stark, he gets an additional one damage. He's got the traded negative two perp too. He's he's freaking tasty. Jeff Bridges is looking mighty fine, and his sculpt <laughs> looks really good too. Kind of yeah. like Heartbreaker Iron Man, yeah. except not as gay. Yeah, indeed. Because he uh, doesn't have a penis coming out of his chest. It's more like a vagina, actually, if you look at <laughs> there it. There you go. Exact opposite. I think they're made for each other. You need to play them together. I will play them together. Um, that's it for news. A quick just the tip this week. I have another Hammer of the uh, 
book of the skull tip for hammers. Um, even if you're only playing one or two pieces, if you can afford extra hammers, run them. Just for the fact of dropping the just the free quake. I mean, who doesn't want a free quake? No, screw that. After last week with Dracula getting tons well, of free that's what I was g- going to get at with the second part. Especially if you're running a vampire or a, car- a figure with steel energy, that's free healing. I or still... if you're running a, pro- a uh, ranged piece, when they run in to base you, free qu- free action quake at the beginning of the turn, knock them back so that now you can shoot them. Yeah, and, and get your... it, it goes good with the remembrance that in the 2013 PAC, if you hit, it knocks back. It's not right. any damage. You don't even have to actually do damage on them. Um, yeah, the freaking Dracula with book. Actually, I think we talked about it last week. We, we did. did. And... So good, but... Yeah, if you've got that extra, if you can swing the points, even if you're only running a couple pieces, run extra hammers just for those free quakes. Because we saw it played the Mass Effect. We've seen it played multiple venues on Vampires to great effect. And I have a team coming up. I'm going to be using that. Going to exploit that a little bit as well. Um, I did forget one uh, news announcement. Uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, I assume it's going to be a CTD set. It is. Uh, and got it's, uh... announced. And it's 24. Comic, it's comic based. It's not based on the movie, which is what I, at first I thought it was going to be based on the movie. But it's a straightforward CTD. Um, it's got a good a good count of figures. Twenty four different figures. It says. Um, no, that's the count of the actual. No, it says twenty four figures to collect. Yeah, it says oh, twenty four to collect. So that I would assume that that, that huh. they mean. Well, usually they say that on CTDs, and it's talking about the number of boosters in the CTD. So I don't know. Pretty, pretty cool. I hope it's going to be a while before it comes out. we got too many things to, to buy already coming and up. And then Cap Winter Soldier has been, I don't want to say leaked, but like we knew there were going to be a set anyway, but now it's on retail. So many sets. I assume that'd be for the movie. Yeah, right? it's for the movie. Okay, yeah. Yeah, there's so many CTD sets coming out. you got Batman 66, Mage Knight, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Thor Dark World. And the second Yu-Gi-Oh! set's locked in now. Invincible Iron have- Man. And there's another CTD set coming out, too, I think. That Invincible I can't think Iron of. Man's a normal booster. I cried when I realized I how close Invincible Iron Man was. <laughs> like, Wait, how close is it? It's two months away. I was about to say. Tons of stuff coming out. Uh, real quick, let's move into community. This week's question was, which AVXLE do you want to win the most? Um, first, we'll go over ours super quick, and then I'll say what got the most, what I heard the most... Uh, answers on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Reddit. I want that Black Panther. I know you want Black Panther. And I almost said Black Panther. And then I was like, wait a minute. There's a Cable. Lake Hung is in this oh, set. Yeah. That's right. And I was like, wait a minute. Cable is in this. <laughs> I was like, man, <laughs> Can I just so get many... them all? There's your answer to my question. Yeah. Freaking. I don't know who I want more. Lake Hung or Cable with Black Panther like right on the back end of that too, man. One mile. So many awesome, and you got hope and There's Phoenix so Buster awesome. Iron Man. That's the one I really want. Well, no, everyone knew that. <laughs> I would have never guessed that. Um, the number one answer I got was probably Black Panther. With yeah, a, with a cable as basically Black Panther and Cable were tied. Yeah, and everybody wants them because there is no modern. I know, right? And the last, I mean, the Black Panther from Cap is pretty good. And actually, the Avengers one isn't too shabby. Yeah, either. I like the Avengers. But people really want a really good Black Panther. Yeah, and I want one that has cool special powers that really like highlight him as a character. Like yeah. I feel like all his versions are pretty vanilla. Uh, I'm pulling up the HeroClicks.com to show what all sets are coming out. 
just to recap, there is Batman 66, Star Trek, Mage Knight, Thor, uh, Arkham Origins. That's the other one I was forgetting. Oh my gosh. Oh, and Lord of the Rings. There's four CTD sets released in October. Four. God. And there's a Hobbit set coming in December, too. Well, that isn't this is yet. insane. Then you have AVX, Winter Soldier. Oh, okay, the, the solicits it, up there now. It has Winter Soldier listed as March and X-Men Days of Future Past listed as um, April. Open the X-Men one real quick. Um, I want to see. Do they there's have... a Gravity Feed and a Sentinel Pack. The uh, It just says 24 figures to yeah, collect. It says 24 figures. So 24 for the Days of Future Past. And then let's see what this... Uh, Sentinel pack. Oh yeah, there's a contains. custom. There's a new Sentinel with it too. Like two the, featuring two dials, one geared towards offense and another designed for defense. The Days of Future Past Sentinel uses switch clicks technology to alternate the colossal Sentinel sculpts between two dials with very different strategic focuses. The pack also includes 48 horde tokens and two maps. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hell yeah! It's it's a I like when they. Release, I can always use more Sentinels for my Master Bolt. Well, I always love when they release like these giant products as separate single things you can buy. So like that's awesome. Oh, man, I've got so much money to spend. This is ridiculous. I know this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. The, the only thing I see in October that I really, 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 really want is Mage Knight. Oh, I'm, I'm getting that one. I'm getting Lord of the Rings for sure. I'm getting all of them, but it's, but it's I'm really like, looking forward to Lord of the Rings. It's just like I, oh man, it's ridiculous. Um, so save your money, kids, because there's a lot of stuff coming out over the next couple months. We're going couch diving for change. Let's we got out of out of uh, track here. Let's go back to community dial design. We already gave the winner. It was Battering '96 from the Realms. Congratulations. Um, he wanted Green Lantern chips from his. Uh, Best build, which he won last month, and now he wants some Superman chips. You guys are making it easy on me. You keep picking things I've already made, and I already have the the photoshops made up. Well, for now it. you're just going to make it difficult on yourself so if, by saying. That. If you guys want to, yeah, I want people to make new, give me new ideas to do because I I love designing them and then and then making actually <laughs> make them on freaking Photoshop. <laughs> She's way better at it and faster at it than I am. Um, Best build, we are going to play, literally, we're going to leave as soon as we get done playing this pod, doing this podcast and go straight to the dugout and do you guys' best build. Uh, the finalists were Bob, who had the Odin team. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that one. Um, mine was from, I can't think of the names, I'm going to look them up real quick while I'm talking about them. Mine is the, I picked the Soldier team, which has, uh, well, real quick, go over the t- pieces that are on your team. Um, it's the... Ellie Odin from Fear Itself, um, the 30-point Loki from Fear Itself, um, two Asgardian Trolls, Split Lip, and Tear um, from Fear Itself. Um, does it have a book on it? Yes. Yeah. Which I hope you guys brought. <laughs> I brought mine. <laughs> okay. That, oh, that was submitted bloody. from Bob on HC Realms. My team came from, also from HC Realms, uh, from GL Stocky, and it is... The cap from Fear itself, which I'm gonna—that's gonna be a fun one to see played because I've been wanting to see that piece played. The military tank, airstrike Thunderbolt Ross, David Kane, Brant, who gives everybody plus one defense uh, with soldier, and the uh, General Zod that also works well with soldiers, and I've been wanting to play him too. I've All of the soldiers. only one of these pieces I've ever played is David Kane, and when I saw his team, I was like, "Ooh, baby, 
I gotta play this team. I didn't want to try all these good, out. Man. Yeah, I want to try all these out. So this is a great. And then uh, Gilberg one 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 one. I think he's from Reddit. Uh, submitted a ruler team that Drew picked. Yeah. I, I really like that team. Madam Mask the from one from the main set. Storm. That's the one. Remember when we very first yeah. started playing? She was the one where she has like outwit, and you give her a token, you give her perplex, then you give her yeah. a token, and she gets this. And yeah. we were playing it wrong, oh, where she her. was getting like double of them because <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't know the rules back then. Um, the my favorite storm, the cheap little fifty-eight point ranged beast, uh, Doctor Doom from the Galactic Guardians main set, Deadpool, uh, Death, Mask. Death Mask from the Con you get to twenty thirteen Death Mask son. Damon Hellstrom at the cheaper point dial and the main set Mandarin at 120. So it should be fun. And uh, next week we'll let you guys know who the winner was and how the teams played. Obviously it's going to be mine. GL Stocky's going to win. Are we going to post to the forum after we're done tonight at least? Yes, I will be posting these as soon as we're done. Hannah, you seemed pretty cocky last time and then you went like 1 and 2 and then you were like, GL Stocky has sent me Supreme Tactics to (laughs) use. Are you just going to pick the Metropolis map and park the tank oh, behind gosh. it? Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Bizarre world. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Um, real quick, let's move into comics. Anybody read any of the new villains books? Nope. Uh, me, I was busy all week. Okay. I read... Uh, well, I have Penguin right here in front of me. Penguin was my favorite one I actually read this week. Um, I read Dial E. Not really that good. I read... Shadow Thief, not really that good. Do you remember Shadow Thief was in Hawkman? Yeah. Um, and it kind of, in her book, she kind of goes over the the whole Hawkman stuff. Good. Penguins was really good. Penguins, if you've been reading uh, Detective, I can't remember if it's Detective Comics or Dark Knight. I think it's Detective Comics that's been dealing with Penguin. Um, the Emperor Penguin takes over. It's like his subordinate, basically his vice president. He t- he takes over Penguin, kicks him out, like shames him and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So this one is kind of about Penguin regaining the throne, and he he plays this like crazy behind the scenes game on this mayor. It's freaking awesome and sick. Yeah, it's like really s- twisted. I love the it. few times I've seen him in New Fifty Two so far, I really liked him. So that's one I'm actually really looking forward to reading. Trying to look at the list, I also read uh, Superman so far. Have you read Deathstroke yet? Uh, no, I have not read it yet. I read Trigons was pretty good. Good. Um, Bizarro was meh. Really? Um, Honestly, it's. I liked uh, Brainiacs was meh, but but Zod's and Cyborg Supermans were pretty dang good. I recommend those if you're a Superman. Actually, uh, Hell, just to learn more about them. Hell, I haven't read today. I just downloaded it. I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. I know I read a couple other ones. I'm trying to find the list here of the pictures. But anyways, those were the main main ones that I got to. There were like six more coming out this week, so we'll be talking about those yeah. next week. Yeah, and I'll definitely be caught up. I, uh, I read the first ten issues of 100 Bullets. What do you think? It's pretty good. It's it's really enjoyable. It only gets better, my friend. It only gets better? It only gets... I'm, I read about... I was like, I got just a few minutes, I'm going to sit down and read a couple of these, and I ended up reading like 12 of them, and I just kept going, and then yeah. somebody was like, you got to get back to work. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Freaking, but yeah. uh, God, it's such a good series. And I read the first uh, the first uh, trade of uh, Hellboy. 
Did you now? Yeah. You're was, starting two very long, very know, good books at the same time. I know. Time. It's a mistake, but it's good. <laughs> um, and how did you like Hellboy? It's good. It's amazing. It's if Mike Magnolia's art is like it's the art, man. It's, it's uh, well, and it goes hand in hand with the story. Yeah. Like it's so it's, it's subtle, weird. It's, yeah. It's so it, it's it has his defined. own it has his own little weird uh, twist. Style, yeah. Oh, I know what I read. Uh, what else I read? Reverse Flash. It was huh. okay. Reverse Flash. It wasn't as good as Grodd's. Actually, I did read Reverse. I had read Reverse Flash. It was, I agree. It was pretty okay. Black Mana was really good. Oh, I can't wait for that one. Um, well, actually, it was good, but not very much happened. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not it didn't really nothing really happened. It just set things. A up. lot of people, a lot of people have been talking about that was their fear for Villains Month was that a lot of these issues would just be like either well, there are going to be origin stories for a lot of them, obviously, but like people were afraid that after this whole month, it's just going to be magical status quo, everything's done. But I'm really hoping that it does some drastic changes to some stuff. Oh, Court of Owls is extremely good. Yay! Yeah, in it doesn't feel like the Talon book at all. But it does, the ending does set up some things for the Talon book that are going to be coming up that are huge. I still need to read the Talon I book. I loved it. Um, I definitely recommend that. And looks like... Looks like that's about it for what came out that I have read. Oh, Harley Quinn's was pretty good. Did you guys check that out? No. Nope. Harley Quinn's was good. She's and getting her own comic period here soon. Yeah. And, well, the end of this, this one shot kind of gives you a hint that maybe Suicide Squad is going to relaunch. Because it has her in Deadshot, and there's a couple things said at the end that, that gives you an idea. Oh, well, yeah, Poison the, Ivy came the out, The end too. of Deadshots has some stuff about that, too. Um, Poison Ivy, that issue was... It was okay. It wasn't horrible, but... How was Freezes? Definitely wasn't one of the best. Freezes was okay, as well. And his New 52 origin... His is an origin story, and it's slightly different than his old-school origin. I like his not origin story from the Batman annual. Like, yeah. it's different, but I like it. You, It kind of picks up... Actually, it does pick up exactly where that annual leaves off. Sweet. And it even says, like, see annual for this, you know, backstory. I'm really looking forward to Killer Crocs, personally, as far as Batman. Oh, really? I couldn't have guessed you with how gay you are for Killer Crocs. I love Killer Croc, man. Um... And really looking forward to the Wonder Woman ones, too. I'm going to be reading Cheetah this week. So, guys, check out these villain books. Most of them are good. And they're fun one-shots. They're quick. Yeah, they're fun, like, looks into certain characters that you don't often get a look into. As I said last week, like, Killer Frost sold me, like, on that character. Like, I, I want to know more about that character now, which is what I'm hoping out of more of these. We're going to go ahead and sign off. Sorry we had to rush through everything at the end, but we spent a long time on our main topic, and... Uh, we gotta go play. We clicks. gotta get to our venue and go play some clicks and try out these uh, best build teams. So, as always, email us questions at gmail dialhforheroclicks at gmail Give us topic suggestions of a main topic you want to hear coming up. Um, suggestions for community questions, suggestions for anything, or just I've been getting lots of good emails saying they enjoy you guys enjoy the show and hell shoot the breeze with us. Yeah, just <laughs> come on to Twitter and talk to us. Check us out. Like us on Facebook. Um, again, I want to thank Edward for coming on and having some good discussions, and uh, maybe we maybe we gave some good solutions that uh, some people can some of the some important put, people might hear some important people might hear, and then we could say I told you so. <laughs> uh, but again, thanks for coming on, and you guys can check out his Starting Over podcast, which is on YouTube. He usually puts out it seems like one one a week, if not more than that. I want so to bring him on again. Check him out fun. on YouTube, and look for, look for us to be on there coming up pretty soon. 
Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next Saturday.